All right, welcome to the conversation on TYT Network, where you know what we have? Fun conversations, certainly interesting ones. Michael Patrick Orishin is back. We talked to him a little bit ago, and he is a Republican. He ran for Congress in the 53rd District of California. So, Michael, good to have you back. Thanks for having me again. No problem. So, Michael, I'm super curious what you think these days after we've gone through the mayhem of the interregnum, the lame duck session of Donald Trump, which was not so lame, although it did involve people ducking. So, we poll out today saying that 85% of Trump voters would stick with him if he was in a general election. 76% would pick him over any candidate in the Republican primaries if he were to run in 2024. So I'm curious, after all that you've seen, where are you on this? Are you still with Trump? I'm totally with Trump, yep. Yeah, I believe I believe those those poll numbers. I mean, I, I would even have expected them to be maybe even north of that. Um, I think we got a lot of hubris in the Republican Party that thinks that uh, they own the voters, but you know, while the GOP and institutional Republicanism may seem fractured, um, I, I I really think it's Trump that owns the party. So that seems clear in the numbers. So I'm curious how, how you're going to handle it because 54% say that they would be loyal to Trump. Only 34% say they would be loyal to the Republican Party. So now remember, this is the majority, the overwhelming majority of Republican voters. So if Trump was to start a Patriot Party, for example, and you were going to run for Congress again, would you run in the Republican Party or in the Patriot Party? It's it's simply not going to happen. I mean, you see the you know the kind of progressive agenda made its way into the Democratic Party. You're going to see the same thing. I mean, I think you're going to see a big amount of, um, we'll call it repatriatism uh, within the Republican Party. I don't think it makes sense. Nobody can really make muster with a third party. I don't think a, I think a new party would be would be not only ill advised, but uh, you know, it would have it would have a real a real challenge at this point. Okay, so what I'm I'm going to say. Skip Do you agree? I, I, I want to know what you think about that. You think a Patriot Party is a real possibility? Yeah. So look, um, here, here's the deal, and it's a complicated question. And the reason why I was going to go on to other topics is because it, it really depends on what happens next. So if it had turned out that the Trump supporters were a, a minority of the Republican Party, but God, they're like around forty percent or so. Um, well, then I could see Trump starting a Patriot Party because Trump's, of course, obsessed with himself. He doesn't care about you, Michael, or any of his voters or anyone but a guy named Donald J. Trump. So, would he have destroyed the Republican Party just for his own ego? In a second, he would have done it in one second flat. And if you start a party, a third party with only 40% of the support of the Republicans, uh, yes, you will destroy the Republican Party and the Democrats will win every election going forward. That's why I've been against a third party in the Democratic side. That's why I started Justice Democrats to be within the Democratic Party because a third party is ill-advised. Um, but we're gonna have the same exact mechanism. Is, what's that? We're gonna have the same exact mechanism within the Republican Party. And a lot of it, I mean, you know, the 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 Republicans that were maybe initially never Trumpers, and then went along, wanted to ride his to- his uh, coattails uh, through various elections. You know, I think you're now seeing their true colors come out, 
right? Uh, Mitch McConnell, Liz Cheney, Bill Cassidy, you know, everybody who wants to throw Trump under the bus, you know, I think they're going to get primaried. They're just not going to find themselves with a lot of support. Yeah, I think that that civil war was super quick and Trump won it instantly. And I think Mitch McConnell's mm-hmm. in a world of trouble and doesn't realize it. For and the sure. knuckleheads on TV don't see it coming at all. No, they just cannot read a goddamn sure, poll and they don't know any actual Republicans. Well, they only know the elitist Republicans. So, or, or out here in California, Kevin McCarthy. I mean, what is he thinking? Yeah. So, um, to me, that's clear. Like today, we covered on the Young Turks, Michael Steele. Uh, laughing and going, I can start any party he likes. The Republican Party is going to stay strong. No, no, you don't get it, brother. It's already over. So uh, finally, on this issue, because I want to come back to to what you believe, Michael. Uh, I, I just to answer your question, I don't think that Trump needs to start a new party because he already has no. the Republican Party. He's got the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's clear to anyone paying attention. Uh, so obviously, no one in D.C. realizes that, but everybody else does. So. Now, given that, Michael, I get it. You want to stay with the voters. That's I'm going to tell you that you can't win in 53rd district if you run again. You can't win anywhere if you don't support Trump in the Republican Party. I understand that. You could say that's not why. Okay, whatever. Okay, <laughs> but then tell me what why you are staying with Trump. So let's say assume I'm wrong and you're not doing it for political expediency. You really believe exactly. It's it's not a function of political expediency. Look, I thought the I thought the crossover ideas that he had on populism, American sovereignty. I think you know I think his his message resonated. You know, obviously, you know, I didn't start. I think we talked about this last time. I was a Ben Carson guy. I was a Rubio guy, and Trump won me over. And I was, you know, I was tentative at first, but I think his his policies showed efficacy. And I think there's, um, I think there's little room to kind of dispute, um, you know, the good effects he's had. So, so you know, I'm yeah. I, I'm not doing I'm not doing it from a standpoint of hey, I'm I'm you know I'm I'm loyal uh, to Trump. He's just you know he's he's made the right he's had the right kind of political instincts, and yeah. I think he knew. I mean, I think the great irony is that you know a guy who once owned uh, you know World World Wrestling Foundation, uh, you know, knows that there's a picked loser, and in some cases, what you see um, between the Democrat and Republican establishments are it's exactly that. It's like you know they you know, the puppeteers can kind of controlling both sides, and you're sitting here watching uh, real people go, no, that's not me. I'm not the establishment. And so, yeah. in that way, it's it's quite ironic that uh, he recognized that uh, Republicans, in many ways, were setting themselves up to lose happily. So, Michael, you said a couple of things in there. We really got to dive into. So, first of all, you said he won you over, and 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 you mentioned one of the reasons was his efficacy. Um, you get that for the rest of us, the what it, it the polling seems to indicate. 55 to 60% of the country, but not necessarily 55 to 60% of the voting electorate. Um, thinks that sounds crazy. Like what we saw from Trump in the four years was monstrous. Uh, and and <laughs> efficacy, he didn't do anything. Although, like literally, the only thing he accomplished was a $1.9 trillion tax cut for the rich. So help us understand 
why like, you we, think we talked about that last time. You can't you can't make that case when you saw the number of people go off welfare. I mean, it's it, it simply I know I, you know, and I don't want to go. I don't want to rehash our September conversation, but. You just you 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 have to align with the fact that the number of people who came off of you know the SNAP program and food stamps um, was was meteoric. I mean, opportunity zones, first step act, uh, the uh, transparency in terms of medical pricing, which Biden has now repealed. You know, the price of insulin shooting up. We just we we had so many things that were really bipartisan um, that we didn't see. Um, you know that, that that I think we we have to credit to Trump. I mean, even yeah. even things that Obama started the what what is it the uh, the Apprenticeship USA program that Trump built on, which was a great you know um, an opportunity for people to go you know great right into the trades. Uh, you know, uh, Biden bent over to the the union push to to cancel that program, but it had tremendous bipartisan support. So. I mean, it, you know, it's you gotta you gotta fear when people hate, you know, when you're voting against somebody or something, um, they're really throwing the baby out with the bathwater. There's tons of things that I think uh, people will come to find remorse in uh, in voting for for Biden on. So, all right, well, look, I, I just I'm only going to touch on it because you're right. We largely had this conversation. I want to move on to other stuff. Right, I'll just yeah. say, look, for the singular audience. Obama hands this guy a massive economy, stock market's booming, every metric is booming. It's an absolute stone cold fact. And then he destroys it Imagine by not responding to COVID properly. And Michael, every stat you're quoting is pre-COVID. You say, well, COVID's not fair. No, Alita responds well to a disaster and an emergency, and he bungled it. In every imaginable way, including our lives, five hundred thousand dead now because that let moron couldn't figure you, out how to manage his way out of a what, paper bag. What um, is materially different about? I mean, the big joke for me was ostensibly Trump can't handle this pandemic, and Biden's got all the right answers. And then what does Biden do? He turns around and hires the same guy that Trump's got running the show, Fauci. And I don't find any material difference in terms of what this approach to COVID. You know, Biden is showing other than national mass mandates, not popular. Uh, you know, basically throwing the whole notion of warp speed uh, under the bus, saying that, well, now we finally have a vaccine. I find it incredibly suspect that the day after the inauguration, the WHO comes out and says, well, you know what, our cycle thresholds for this whole COVID test, this PCR test, are way too high, which we all been saying for a year and getting banned on Facebook for saying. And all of a sudden it says, okay, that's. You know, you're going to see a lot less, a lot fewer uh, false positives. So I can't. I'm asking you, what is something that Biden is doing materially different in, you know, in facing down COVID? Yeah, in this case, the culture matters a ton. So he is encouraging people to listen to science. So yes, that includes wearing masks. And uh, Trump said, and Michael, you can't like. Look, I know. Uh, look, I don't know if you mean it or you don't mean it, but. Uh, I mean, I'm going to assume that you do mean it. I'm going to assume that you do mean yeah, it. Okay. Please. And so Trump said that COVID was going to go away a couple of months before the election. And then the exact opposite happened. It peaked in October, November, December, and January. It crushed us. It 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 quadrupled. He was 
dead wrong. He was dangerously wrong. And it led to a spike of the cases. And he told people that masks are no big deal. He, he flouted his ignorance, whether it was the bleach or he comes out of the hospital and goes, I, I think I'm immune. I, I don't know, maybe I am. Why do you not know? Why do you not know as president? And so he never how listened. Can you, to the how can you explain? He never listened I mean, to the doctors, and he encouraged others not to listen to them. He had them listening to the demon sperm doctor. Okay, no, telling people to listen to doctors and put on masks in indoors in appropriate places does make a giant difference. Now that's not the only reason why the COVID cases are going down, but they're down seventy six percent in the last six weeks. Those are facts. That's because of the PCR tests. Look, the guy, look, the guy who invented the polymerase chain reaction, Kerry Mollis, won a Nobel Prize for it, hated Fauci, thought Fauci was a total fraud. Suspiciously, the guy dies August 2019, 62 years old of a heart attack. I think the PCR test was never designed for anything other than amplifying DNA wait, from crime, wait, wait, crime wait. scenes. Michael, come on, Michael, come on. Michael, 100%. Hold on, hold on. Are you saying that that, that that guy was killed on purpose no, by who? I'm not, I'm not saying that. I just think it's a strange, strange time no, you for a guy in otherwise, otherwise good health. So the, my, my, my point is, this. so who would the have PCR killed him? PCR test in is your not theory. designed. The PCR Michael, who test would have killed him in your theory. I, I, I don't. I, I'm not su- suggesting that he was killed. I'm you saying it it's strange. I'm saying it was suspicious. It's worthy of. It's worthy of. It's yeah. worthy of. No, of I, looking into the bottom line, P- PCR crazy. is wrongly used. PCR is wrongly used, right? We amplify RNA and DNA with PCR testing. It's it, it, so so. Explain to me why the day after the inauguration, the WHO comes out and says, "Look, we were way wrong with this forty count cycle threshold." I mean, come on, Michael. So first of all. Throughout Water this epidemic, did you ask me a question? I'll tell you. Okay, throughout this epidemic, uh, since it's literally a novel coronavirus, uh, they changed a couple of things as they were going. So, in the middle of the Trump administration, uh, they said, "Okay." In the beginning, they were like, "Hey, we're not sure you should wear masks." Then they turned around and said, "You should wear masks." Part of the reason was, yes, they wanted to preserve it for doctors and nurses. And by the way, that makes sense. But the other reason was because they weren't positive about the science because it's novel, it's a new coronavirus. And we learned many different things. There was a study that came out of Israel just about 10 days ago or so that said, hey, you know, the people thought even after you get the vaccine, you might be able to transmit it. But the new studies that we're seeing, because now there's a lot more people vaccinated, are showing that it's harder to transmit. So, yes, science is not something where it's set in stone, especially when it's something novel like this. And the point of science is to experiment and learn and learn and learn. But if you reject the scientific method, you're left with randomness, chaos, yep. and, and yep. madness. So the sci- and, and, and in that particular case about who, I, I don't know why the scientists made that decision and when they made that. But if you're implying that the World Health Organization is coordinating with Democrats and changing science based on that, that would require a conspiracy among all of the world scientists, which is never going to happen and sounds cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Okay, well, look, I mean, look, you saw the number of people who are canceled of their of their medical certifications by the AMA for simply saying, hey, this is strange. We're looking at this. I mean, we're all scientists, like you said, scientists. Science is something where we we bring the data to the table and we say, let's make some sense of this. How do you explain the flu being gone? 
the flu is, you know, something that, you know, taking 300, 400,000 deaths uh, a year. And now it's attributable to, to, you know, uh, an order of magnitude or two orders of magnitude smaller than that. It doesn't make sense. It's not like we eradicated. It's perfect sense. I'll say this and then let's move on to another topic. So you ask a question, why is there a lot less flu now? Because people are inside, you also get the flu from interacting with other people. So when you have masks on and 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 you're and you're in semi quarantine, a lot less people are going to get the flu. Yeah, we we you well, well then how do you explain the 500 500 deaths and the millions of cases of COVID? Because I mean, you can't Trump, have it both ways. You can't, you can't use the same argument. They can't use the same argument both ways. Churches. No, 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 Michael. It's very simple. So coronavirus is super contagious. So. When half the population, or a little bit more than that, about 60% of the population listens to the scientists and wears the mask and and, and does self-quarantine. 40% of the population goes, ah, Trump told me it's no big deal, what's the big deal, right? And so what happens is, well, 60% of the population then is not getting the flu because they're all inside and or they're wearing masks. But 40% are taking this wildly contagious disease of coronavirus as Smearing it all over themselves and each other. They're going to church and they're singing and they're having right. a good time. It's they're going to restaurants, they're drinking beers, they're going to parties, and yeah, of course, we got skyrocketing coronavirus. Michael, all what right. is the alternate theory? Are you saying that it's like all part of a government plan? It's who invented coronavirus? Was it Americans? Was it the Chinese? Because that, to me, well, all know, that, I mean, look, we know, we all know. that sounds crazy. So you tell me, know, who, no, what's no, actually the NIH. true theory? Look, I'm going to be quick because I don't want to talk about coronavirus too much more. But 2015, we know the NIH. We know we moved this contiguous virus, this this virus to the to the Wuhan lab, right? It it had gain of function. It has it has so much contiguous DNA in it that matches HIV strain. It's impossible to be found in nature. And we were getting banned from Facebook and Twitter for saying these things a year ago. Yeah, and then CNN true. comes out last month and confirms exactly that. Yeah. So, you know, it's like there can't be a temporal distribution on truth, right? It was it was a complete fake news a year ago. And now, okay, uh, you know, we can concede that yes, this this novel coronavirus could have been lab born. Right, okay, and that's so something that that's something on. that mainstream media outlets are now saying. Yeah, no, Michael, I've yeah, never seen that. It's not true. But but I encourage everyone watching: do not get stuck in your own social media bubble, whether you're on the left or you're on the right. Go and just please read something that you don't normally read on Facebook. Okay, go try to find actual articles, and not from like JimJablowski.com or Epoch Times, which is pure propaganda and total trash. Okay, just find an actual article that gives you the truth or eight articles, 12 articles. Don't just trust me or Michael. All right, let's move on. So let's, all right. Okay, so I'm again, I'm curious where your mind's at. 73% of Trump supporters say Biden didn't really win the election. That's absolutely right. Have you read the Navarro report? Have you read the Navarro report? Look, that's what's so frustrating, right? We won the hearts and minds. Trump's policies were effective, even though he was being. You know, we were all being browbeaten that he's a crazy racist white nationalist. He triples his support among Latino voters. He gets 50% more of the black vote. People are not buying the identity blustering, okay? So we did win the hearts and minds. And then here we have these, we have these states 
that have victory margins for Biden, which are you know on par with what you would expect for a close city council election, and and you know and and then you have uh, you know ballots in question numbering in the half million, and so yeah, of course None we feel of that like is it's true. stolen. Yeah, no. 100%. No, well, Michael, look, you're look, talking you're crazy talk. On, you're okay, all right, on, let's break, break it down. Let's break it down. Crystallize. You're having me on to crystallize what is in the hearts and the minds of the Trump voter, right? Yeah, I am telling you, that's where we are. So if it's going to, and, 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 and no court, the courts didn't adjudicate this. They simply said, yes, we they did. don't have standing. No, no, that's well, not we true. Didn't the, we didn't that's get to true. the court. That's not that's, true. That's, that's Look, I got to clarify true. a couple of things for the audience. Read the Navarro report.com. Yeah, that's a nonsense horse crap thing that I have no interest in reading. It's not facts, it's total propaganda. It's absolute insanity. fact, no way. Okay, so no listen, way. listen, Michael, 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 we're gonna run out of time. So I, I gotta ask you one, one last question, but I, I wanna clarify to the audience, okay? So number one, uh, the, the Trump won the first election 2016 through the electoral college with only 78,000 votes in three states. That made the difference. Biden only won it by 43,000 votes in three states. They were both incredibly close elections in the Electoral College, okay? That's what happened. No when one said that ballots. Trump stole it because it was a close election in 2016. Now, when you lose like a close election, all of a sudden you guys cry your asses off like little baby and try to ruin our democracy. But I'm getting pissed, okay? Because you're lying, lying, lying. But okay, if you're if Michael, hold on, hold on. I got a minute left. Michael, I got a minute left. Let me ask you something. Hey, 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 let me ask you something. Michael, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. You said, oh, Trump tripled his Latino vote, doubled his black vote, etc. Now that actually there's, most of that is relatively true. Now it was small numbers, but he did do much better, okay? So why if the global elitist, and you said puppeteer at one point, don't use that kind of language, it's this dangerous language. But anyway, if the puppeteers and the WHO and the and all these things that you think are real, why did they have Trump triple his Latino vote and double his black vote? Why didn't they just have him lose by a lot? Why did they all have him only lose by 43,000 votes so that he can complain about it? And so you guys can make up all these conspiracy theories. Why didn't they have him lose by two points, five points, 10 points? Why didn't they have him losing support among Latinos and blacks? Why would they rig it in a way where it's razor thin? It's it's razor thin because you have to catch up enough votes. You don't get, when you're getting when 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 you're when you're finding 150,000 ballots that don't have a signature or are not tied to a voter who's registered, you have to just find enough to win. If you're behind, you find enough to win. That's how it happened. That's totally how it happened. Okay. The most important thing. That's why it's so time. tight. The most important thing that the audience has to understand is that this allegations of fraud were adjudicated in court. There's 60 court cases. Court? Michael, your what side court? lost every single one. You lost every single one because you had no evidence. So the things you said about 150,000 fraudulent, total lie, not at all factual. Every court, including every Trump appointee, Arizona and, and every Georgia, right wing court said you guys are lying. There is no evidence. Margin. Less than 12,000 vote victory margin in Arizona and Georgia. 
each what one I'm of those. Saying. Why the hell would you rig an election that close? That makes no sense. You guys are detached from reality. If you were going to rig an election, you would. You know how Saddam Hussein did it, ninety-nine to one. If you wanted no. to be more subtle, you would do it like Putin, and you say, "Oh, no. sixty-five to thirty-five. If you want to be really clever, you'd make it fifty-two forty-eight. But you wouldn't make it a twelve thousand margin in Arizona. That's playing with fire. If they're that smart, that's just that enough crappy, to get over. Not. Risk things like that. Fabricating votes, you have to just get over the threshold and be ahead. That's why nobody fabricated votes. You guys had sixty attempts, sixty, and you couldn't come up with one piece of evidence. So the fact is, Michael, honestly, I got to be honest with the audience because this is on air. That is nothing but a giant lie. Every fact, every fact. You're saying the, the three Supreme Court justices picked by Trump all lied against Trump. Are they also with this global conspiracy? Didn't go to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court did not weigh in on anything other than Pennsylvania changing voting laws. Clarence Thomas had a great dissent. Come on. It went to the Supreme Court. It went to every court, every Trump appointee. I read the quotes on air, said you have no evidence. You're lying, you made it up. I'm just gonna leave it there. Michael, obviously you disagree, but look. I want the audience to know one other thing. One, I appreciate Michael coming on because it's not just Michael. He's representing a ton of voters. A That's ton right. of voters agree with Michael, okay? <laughs> so do yeah. your own research, do not go into your own social media bubbles and say, hey, Jim Jablowski and all the other lunatic right wingers said this, or all the other left wingers said this. Try to find objective reality, read the court decisions for yourself. That's a perfect example. You could actually look up what they, said the actual quotes of the justices including and the judges including Trump appointees and then you'll see the reality but Michael better than that better than that use the wayback machine and go to every secretary of state website and actually look at the deltas you'll you'll see some very interesting things that's how I did it go primary source alpha beta omega delta I'm on for all of it okay as long as you're getting actual facts Facts, okay. <laughs> All right, Michael Patrick, uh, Orishan, thank you for representing your side. We appreciate it. All right, thanks, Jane. All right.